0: a lot of people ask me who inspired you in your life and I think all oh, women's inspired me I mean my mom my girlfriends my sister inspired me to to write this book with this book if I can you know change their life or well, at least motivate and inspire to to achieve their their dreams and goals. Hello.
1: Hello and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky. I am your host. I'm also the luckiest person in the world to be able to host this show and spend time with incredibly talented people. And also, thank you very much for your warm and wonderful feedback. It's making all of the difference, knowing that the show is making a difference for you. Now, on today's call, I'm with Stephen Howard and Adriana Fuentes-Diaz. And we're going to be talking about a whole host of things, but primarily, um, Adriana and Stephen have uh, co-authored a book called Strong Women Speak on Leadership, success and living well so with all that being said welcome to the show thank you rick thank you rick pleasure it's my it's my pleasure to have you here now um we're obviously going to take a, a deep dive into your books because this is the third in a trilogy if i'm correct um but uh, before we do any of that i really like to spend a bit of time having spent time with you on the show before Stephen, i know a little bit about you but i think it's important if we could do a refresher and share with the audience um what you're all about and how much authorship you've done in the past would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself
2: Well, not at all, Rick. Thanks. Uh, I'm now the proud uh, publisher and uh, author of, uh, you might say, 22 and a half books. I've published 22 books on my own, and now I've co-authored this book with Adriana. Um, So my my books are all nonfiction. I grew up in the United States, but I lived in Singapore for 21 years. I lived in Australia, lived in Victoria for 12 years before moving back back to the United States about eight years ago. So my area is on leadership, uh, helping people become better leaders, and that's what most of my books are on. And that's why Adriana and I joined forces to uh, complete her trilogy that she started only a year ago.
1: Wow, that's incredibly uh, fast-paced work that you're doing, Adriana. I was wondering if you could share a little bit about yourself uh, with the audience.
0: Yeah, thank you, Rick. Uh, uh, I'm born in Mexico City, and then when I was six, I moved uh, to Venezuela with my family. And then for the political and economical situation, I decided to move back to Mexico City again eight years ago. Uh, I studied communication and I did uh, some some degree in public relations. So I have more than fifty years of experience in marketing, communication, and public relations. But uh, working in different uh, corporate and in different industries, but I was not mm-hmm. really happy. Or uh, and I can say that no, I was not really happy at, at the end. Of, you know, yeah. or a few years ago, working in, in corporate este, work. So this is when I decide to just do something different, complete paint uh, what I was doing and start Mm -hmm. writing the first book.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. It's a common theme that I hear is a a lot of high-end corporates uh, need to make that change because I think it's a credit to you because it takes a lot of Courage. There's risk involved, but we only live once. So I think it's a a credit to you that you've decided to make that change. Now, um, given that Stephen's been on the call with us before, Adrian, I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about the things that you like to do when you're not doing anything. Do you have any hobbies? What do you do in your downtime?
0: Oh yeah, of course. I mean. Well, bueno, I'm a I love dog uh, a dog lover, so I, I really like to to rescue dogs. That's one of my other passions that I like to do, exercise outdoor, I spend some time with my, my teenager son. I spend some time with my friends of course uh, writing reading so yes of course i have so many hobbies and this is one of the reasons i decided to just uh, change my life because i didn't have you know enough time to Mm -hmm. to spend yeah with my family with my son and also for for my own hobbies and and my own own passion
1: there's one thing you can you can't get more of and it's time isn't it Um, how much do you value time and relaxation nowadays adriana
0: Wow, <laughs> now I really value, you know, time and did you know time that it, that simple time to yeah to go out and do exercise outdoor to you know walk with my dog to spend some time with my friends. I really value many more things now than before for sure.
1: Absolutely, I, I always like to un unroll our, our lives a little bit, as Stephen knows. And I'd love to ask you, Adriana, when you were a child, do you remember one thing? What is the one fond memory that you have growing up as a child?
0: I have so many good memories. I mean, at that time that when I was living in Venezuela, I was living every every weekend. We had the opportunity to go to the beach with a bunch of friends, and I remember, like you know, a bunch of kids. We were like all day out, well, you know, uh, 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 at the pool, at the ocean. So, uh, yeah, I have a very good memories. Unfortunately, right now, I don't have the ocean very close to me, or I don't have, you know, that <laughs> opportunity. But, but yeah, uh, good memories when, from my childhood.
1: Well, thank you for sharing. Have you always been a, a book lover? I know Stephen has, obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's funny because I always wanted to write a book, and, you know, I was just postponing this this personal project and then when i met steven of course it's he just told me how easy it's to write a book and I, can, I, I can tell it i don't think it's easy you,
1: at you, all you, <laughs> you 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 talk porky pies steven <laughs> uh, yes i did uh, but I'm her, coach. I'm her coach i have to
2: tell her it's easy <laughs>
1: Well, you know, there's lots to cover in this call and I'd love to learn a little bit more about um, your first um, experience writing a book with Stephen. This is obviously not your first. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the trilogy? What are the other two books? Just give us a brief overview of those. The
0: three of them, They they are for strong women. I really wrote these books with two objectives. One, uh, it's to inspire and motivate all women to to achieve their goals and dreams in their life, as I did with this personal project. And second one, to help more each other. Uh, I I talk about uh, maybe in U.S. and and, in Canada and some other countries, women, they are more supportive to each other. But here in our Latin countries, not really much. We're so competitive, and, yeah, I think we really need to help and support more each other. So that's the, the, the two objectives of uh, these three
1: books. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Now, I know that we've just had International Women's Day. What did you do on that day?
0: That day, uh, we launched yep. the third book, actually, uh, and then, um, yeah, I have another interviews with some other media, and I really – and for myself uh, then later at night because, you know, I really feel that I'm a strong woman and that mm-hmm. I needed to celebrate my day, so that's what I did.
1: Thank you very much for sharing. Now, um, where did the idea to, I um, should I say, what was one of the standout messages that came to you through other people that you spoke to on the day? Is there anything particularly that stood out apart from the obvious?
0: No, just I think it, like like I said. I mean, help. I I really want to help different women uh, around the mm-hmm. world, and especially in our Latin countries, to to, to be you know help more each other, eh, to to be more eh, to collaborate more with with each other. That's what really need eh, here, and yeah, this is what I wanted to to do eh, or the idea about these books.
1: Thank you. I, I, yes, Rick,
2: Rick, if I can interject there, this is actually interesting. One of the feedback that we're getting from people is that they are amazed that there are so many good quotations from women throughout history. Uh, you know, all the quote books and everything are so male-dominated. And people are saying, mm. you know, this this current book has over a 1,000 quotes in it. The first book, I think, had roughly 800, and the second book, I think, was around 650 to 700 quotes. So, you know, we have like almost 3,000 quotes from women from around the world through history. And people are fascinated and amazed
1: by that. Yeah, I can understand why. We have uh, we have seen some monumental shifts for women in positions of power, wow. haven't we, over the over the recent uh, years. Um, who stands out, I guess, individually for, for either of you, who stands out as somebody that you really notice?
2: Well, I'd have to say, I'll, I'll lead off there. I would have to say just, I believe your name is... Sinta, the prime minister of new zealand i think she's just done an outstanding job um, just into Aden? yes yes yeah so i can I didn't couldn't remember her surname but yeah i think she's just done an outstanding job during the pandemic um and i would say um probably um and again, the name escapes me right now. It's Nuria or something like that, who's the current CEO of PepsiCola Company. She has uh, mm-hmm. really changed Pepsi into an organization that is more humane, more humanitarian focus, uh, less profit-focused maybe a little bit. But I think she's done an mm-hmm. excellent job. She's been as CEO now for, I'd say, 10 or 12
1: years off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Yep, Fantastic. What about you, Adriana? Who stands out for you?
0: Uh, I think Isabel Allende as, as a writer, um, I I really admire her. Carolina Herrera is in the fashion world, but there are so many. I mean, of course, as a Mexican, uh, in the first book, I start the first book with my favorite quote from Frida Kahlo because I'm really a fan of Frida Kahlo, and and the quote the quote says, "Feed uh, what uh, what do I need for you when I have." Uh, Wings to fly. So, if we remember the the life that Frida Kahlo had, very painful, very she suffered a lot. She had the accident, so she was, you know. Uh, yeah, a very sad life, but she just devoted her, uh, her life to 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 be passionate about the painting. So this is why I'm so fan of Frida Kahlo because I think she was an, an amazing artist. And even with all the the bad things happening in her life, he just uh, just dedicate her life to paint. So it was yeah the passion that he had.
1: That's wonderful. Now I wanna I, I'd love to know the genesis. What was the Where did you guys connect and and decide to uh, create this, this wonderful book?
2: I was actually facilitating a 2-day workshop in Mexico City a few years ago. Um and Adriana was one of my students and uh afterward and I, I stayed in Mexico City for a few days to play tourist because I'd never been to this part of Mexico before and and um we uh, had uh, had a dinner together and found out we had a lot in commonality and we just kept talking over the months the subsequent months and then when the pandemic hit we uh we kind of connected on the phone and said um you know what should we do? Well, how can we support each other during the pandemic? And by then, she'd already left that organization, and so uh, we came with this book idea, the trilogy idea, and uh, so that, that's how we connected, and that's how we got into uh, into the writing process.
1: And, and the rest is history, they
0: say. <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> and I'm still he's a, he's a student because I'm really you know learn a lot every day, a lot about Stephen. I mean, for for I talk about women supporting women, but I think this uh, this book. Um, possible with uh, Stephen help, so he's been very supportive to me, and I I love the way he he thinks and the way he another other women, so yeah, it's great to work with him he's very uh, passionate about writing, and he's very patient also (laughs) 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 you know, Mexico time Mexico culture, Latin culture, that, you know, it's kind of different but yeah, so thankful with, with his help and support
1: Thank yes, you. very lucky indeed. Now, I I would like to just uh, I guess further that part of the conversation. You've really touched on mentorship. Um, now, in terms of uh, up and coming women, how important do you think mentorship and having somebody to look to is going to be for them in the future?
0: I think it's so important because you know, especially women. Sometimes we we're afraid to you know take risks or to take some new challenges is, and I have to admit it, of course, when, when I left the, my last employee, I was, you know, afraid to, to take that big decision because I'm a single mom, so it was not easy for me to take that decision. But, you know, when, when you have a coach, when you have somebody to support you, when you have step, somebody like Steven, you know, helping you and, and thinking about all the positive things that you can achieve uh, um, going to, for your dream. So it's always uh, better, easier and, and faster. And I mean, yeah, just so lovely and, and so grateful to, to have uh, Steven in, in my life.
1: Yeah, you made a good choice. That's for sure and certain. Now, um, I know that there's, uh, you know, Stephen, especially that I have a special place in my heart for authors because it is a process. It can be challenging. What are some of the, I guess, the uh, the challenges that you had co-authoring a book?
2: The the, the, the biggest one is, and that's where Adriana mentioned the patience before, I tend to be a um, I use a lot of words when I write. Uh, for instance, like in an introduction to a chapter, I would have written 300, 400 words. Adriana oh, no. wanted, to, yeah, well, Adriana want to keep it down to like sixty to eighty words
1: uh, <laughs> a paragraph.
2: Per, yeah, yeah, you know, two paragraphs per person, sort of thing. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but and, and and I had to, I had I didn't give in, but I had to realize she was right because the success of her first two books is that was the that was the model she used. She, I think, the first book she maybe did three or four paragraphs for the interview productions and then the second book she actually combined with the artist and so the artist wrote a paragraph the, the artist did illustrations for each categories we call them and Adriana then did a chapter or sorry paragraph for each of the categories and I realized how well that was working so I had to change my writing style uh, to to match her writing style. So that was that for my standpoint that was one of my biggest challenges even after publishing 22 books I had to change my writing style.
1: Yes, flexibility and adaptability. Yes. What about you, Adriana what What have you What have you learned from this process, from Stephen? What sticks out no, for you?
0: No, no, no. So many things. I mean, to be disciplined, of course, to be persistent, mm-hmm. to to work on time, to work hard, to work during the weekends, at night, during the day.
1: <laughs> oh goodness <Yeah>. me, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Now, um, in terms of um, the book, um, the, you, you talk about words have the power to inspire, motivate, and comfort. Love for you to go, you guys, to share a little bit about what that actually means to you. I
0: know actually power of words. Yeah, I mean, actually. Because a lot of people ask me who who inspire you to uh, in, in your life, you know, and I think all oh, women inspired me. I mean, my mom, my girlfriends, my sister, uh, you know, all women inspired me to to write this book. And and also one of the most influential women in my life, I can say that is uh, Mother uh, Teresa. Because uh, no matter what, she just devoted you know her life to help uh, everybody, and uh, no matter what. No matter what culture, color, religion, so I'm Didn't bit, yeah, exactly. I'm being inspired for for her for sure, and yeah, all, all women. I really want to, with this book, change change their if I can, you know, change their life or at least motivate and inspire to to achieve their their dreams and goals.
1: Yeah. and you touched on COVID uh, momentarily, and I'd love to talk about what are you seeing, what is your experience, how has COVID nineteen affected women's mindset? And is is it a restricting factor, or is there opportunities hidden within it?
0: I think the big challenge that we're talking with with my 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 friends, my my girlfriends, and and yeah, you know, all different women's, it's yeah, it's been very difficult because I think now more than ever we need to try to have the balance between personal and professional and family life so you we need to balance all that things at the same time so it's a big challenge but you know it it is what it is and Mm -hmm. we have to you know with a good attitude and and try to do our best and yeah and and if we need some for some help it's it's you know it's okay to to ask for help so yeah
1: Thank you very much for sharing. Now, um, there's a lot of inequality in the world for women in corporate life, private life, uh, socially. What can you see happening in terms of um, equality in the future?
2: I think the issue is being raised Rick. I mean I think people are becoming more aware of it. Uh, one interesting thing going back to your previous question actually is that mm-hmm. um, at least in the United States more women have lost their jobs as a result of the pandemic than males. I think it's like 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 2.5 million more or something like that. It's, it's wow. ph- a phenomenal
1: number. It's not a small number, is it? Uh,
2: no, not at all. And it goes back to what Adriana was saying about, you know, women, you know, sometimes being the breadwinners or having to balance that that home life and and what have you and and uh, mm-hmm. and during the pandemic. I think I think people are, two things are happening out of the pandemic. One, from a corporate standpoint, leaders are learning that they need to be more empathetic. And of course, women tend to be more empathetic than men. And so us males can learn from women, learn from women leaders. And that's something I learned in this process of, co-writing this book with Adriana, that last word, when you talked about uh, words can inspire and, and, and motivate and comfort, I never thought about words being comforting before. Um, my male mm. ego, my male, my male mindset was all about motivation and inspiration and going out and doing, achieving things. And, and, uh, but with Adriana and, and with the quotes from the women, it really opened up my eyes that words can be comforting. And, I, and that's why we, we said that at the back of the book.
1: What I've noticed about you, Stephen, is that you're um, willing to learn and adapt and take on new ideas about what um, things mean for the opposite sex. I do too, I'm always open. My wife is always teaching me new things. Good. Um, what is what is the thing that really stands out for you that males can take a hold of and run with to improve uh, this situation?
2: I, I think in the corporate world particularly, um this concept i don't know how prevalent it is in australia but it's certainly in north america it's, it's what we call mansplaining it's a, a woman says something in a meeting <laughs> yep. and the man says well this this is what she means well we we listen Hello. if we would listen we would know what she meant so i think uh, yep. uh that sort of thing um and the second thing is i think men need to well we, we need to be better listeners we all know that but i think particularly in the corporate life we need to um Make sure we're allowing the women to chance to speak. Are they, they tend to be slower. The, and, you know, Again, this is stereotypical. I realize it, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical mm. here, but in, no, in, gen- in general, women tend to hold back in meetings. There's a lot of research even right now that women working from home hold back and don't Input don't interject as much as men do in, on Zoom calls, for instance. So I think men need to be more proactive in calling on women and saying, you know, Adriana, what do you think about this? Or you know, Sue, what yep. do you think about this? And 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 I think that's what men can learn from. Uh, uh, I think that's what men
1: need to learn, let's put it that way. Well, uh, for all the men that are listening to the show today, we've got two ears, that means we can listen twice as much. Now, I'd love to um, talk a little bit about um, your thoughts on this, um, Adriana, in terms of um, what is likely to be your, um, I guess, um, look on this as you um, promote the book. What What are you going to talk about when you share the book?
0: Uh, I talk, when well, I talk a lot about my, my own experience, I talk uh, how, you know, when all, we have good times, difficult times, we have uh, timings that we need to take decision, hard decision, but never is too late to, you know, to change our life, to start a new project, to start a new life, to start a new family, so uh, this is, I, I like to talk about all these things, so you know, because sometimes I mean I'm in my forties, uh, well, 45, and and a lot of people ask me like, "Wow, you, mean, you know, you just left your corp- the corporate way, the the corporate world, and you start your books and you start doing a new project. How do you feel?" And I feel great. I mean, why? Because I'm in my forties, I can start, you know, a new project. So this is important. But the women that never feel that it's, it's too late to start something new. So. I really, uh, my speech or when I talk, I try to, to, to talk a lot about
1: that. That's powerful insight. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, I love the fact that we're in different locations. We're seeing different perspectives on the same topic. It's very important uh, without a doubt. Now, I wonder, um, in terms of writing the book itself, how did you go about gathering all the content?
2: Actually, hours and hours of research.
1: <laughs> so did you get to speak to individual women as well?
0: No, I mean no. no. All the I mean all the quotes uh, that are in the three books, all the quotes are different. It, it's quotes that I've been just uh, collecting for so many years, and you know, actually right. they inspired to me. So uh, the thing that I did, uh, or what we did together, Stephen and I, is just uh, put some categories, write about the categories, and in in each book, I talk about my my personal. Feeling all my personal thoughts about each category, and then I start collecting all the, the 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 quotes. So, I mean, yeah, just been collecting for so many years, doing some research, and and just putting all that together.
1: So, um, the timeline was it about twelve months that it took to write the book? Yeah, all
0: three months. books.
1: All three, three books. books. All three books. So, this one, let's assume that it's uh, I guess a third of that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's not very long, is it? <laughs> well, that just she keeps reminding me. <laughs> and that's funny so because ha-
0: a lot of people ask me like, okay, and when, it, when is coming the fourth one? And I say like, no, I need vacation. Really?
1: <laughs> 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 you, you absolutely need a break. Like I said at the start of the call, we all need to have some downtime. Don't forget that. Now, um, have you had some, some response from, from readers of the book so far?
0: Oh yeah, uh, and what have, they, what
1: have they said to you?
0: That they really reading this book is really motivated and inspired women's to you know to to do something different to try something different. I'm in contact with two different group of uh, Latin uh, women that they live in Canada, and I'm just, I'm been just talking with them. We'll make a a, a writing course with some of them. Uh, some some people in Argentina is uh, inviting me to some some of the programs. So yeah, I mean the book is just the result of these three books. They're amazing. I'm so happy. Uh, I think you know it's the typical book that you can just easily read anytime anywhere. So that you know that's good for the for the people that they don't read uh, very often or they uh, so yeah so so happy with the results of this three books. Yeah, so
1: other- d- is it. Go ahead. Uh, sorry,
2: Rick, as I say, the other thing we have uncovered, which is really fascinating as an author, is that there is a huge need for Spanish language books. Now, we've translated the first book in Spanish, and we would now be in the process of translating the second and third book in Spanish over the next probably three or four months, but it's mm-hmm. amazing uh, just um, how many people in you know, Latin America is just a huge market, which I think many authors don't even think about and, and just don't uh, think about the, that uh, Hispanic Latin American America market uh, outside you know parts of the big cities in the United States so there's a huge opportunity yeah. here yeah well, that's one I, thing that's I've, been very revealing
1: and that's one of the things I was thinking about Stephen is the um, the ability to reach that international audience because yeah. is it difficult to get a book like this translated in different into different languages it's that's not the process
2: not too difficult it's expensive you got to find the right person quite frankly and and uh, you know it, it's kind of like English, also. Don't forget. I mean, there's variations of Spanish around the world, and just like you know, yep. there's Australian English and American English and British English. And, British English. You know, I, I guess you sh- I should never call it British English. It's only English. <laughs> <laughs> it's just English.
1: <laughs> but be uh, I'm,
2: I am an American, so I do call it that. But uh, so uh, that's that's uh, it, it, it's a tedious process because uh, they have to do it, and then Adriana, of course, Spanish is her native language, so she needs to review mm-hmm. it and proof it, and then I have to take it and produce it and spanish you know, i'm learning spanish but i'm not by any means uh, um, eloquent in it so i got to yeah, <laughs> fluent at all so i gotta you know have her double check everything i do and make sure the accent marks are in the right place and what have you but uh so that's one thing the other interesting thing just uh just crossed my mind to think about it now the third book um you talk about the international audience well in the front of the book when we have the endorsers we always have what we call beta readers and we get people to read the mm-hmm. book in advance and give some uh, we've got a, a woman from Finland. Uh, No, so Iceland, a woman from Iceland, a woman from Sweden, uh, a lady in the UK, um, a a male endorser from Mexico. Uh, So we've got endorsers from around the world for the the third book then. I think the first two books, we also had quite a global endorser community, if you will. So the book really has international appeal
1: that international flavor in it so the timing could not be better that's for sure and certain now um Stephen, to you do you have uh, plans to continue writing books given how prolific you are if Adriana will
2: give me a break, and I think she will, I'm going to start my next book in early April, and I hope to have it out by September. So yes, i I got my idea, my concept for my next book. And uh, so I'll take April, May, June, and July. I'll take about four months to, uh, to write it and edit it, and the month of August to produce it, and hopefully I'll launch it in, in mid-September.
1: Well, we look forward to that. There's, that's uh, for certain. Now, Adriana, you mentioned that you wanted to break. Surely you're <laughs> going to pick up the pen.
0: Yes, <laughs> no, we just have, you know, two, two, two weeks uh, break, I mean, we'll have the spring break soon, in the next few weeks, so yeah, I want to take a break, and then I have another new project, regarding to this book, like I mentioned, some writing, a uh, course, uh, also some radio show for Argentina, that they want me to be in the radio show every week, talking about, uh, ins- um, um, talking about inspirational things for yep. women, so, yeah, that's great. I mean, and, and everything is regarding to these three books and so, so the results of these three books and that's great.
1: I'd love to just ask you quickly where people can find this book. Um, is Can you get it in Kindle? Do you, do you have an audio book? What's the formats that people can get access to it?
0: Yeah, actually, it's in in print and in Kindle and Amazon.com already. So you can find the three books in Amazon.com. And here in Mexico, we have another uh, bookstores and libraries and the rest of Latin America too, but in Amazon.com, Kindle version and print.
1: That's Fantastic you guys have just changed spot on the video that was really interesting how that just happened (laughs) (laughs) i lost
2: lost internet connection i lost internet connection (laughs) we've got you steve (laughs) we've got you
1: well look um Adriana, Stephen, I've just had such a wonderful time now. For everybody who's on the call with us today, if you're looking for these uh, books, this trilogy of books, um, you will find them below the post. No matter where you find this interview, you will find this uh, wonderful book, Strong Women Speak on Leadership, Success and Living Well. And with all that being said, thank you so much for joining us on the My Future Business Show today. Our pleasure, Rick. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for the opportunity.